Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Weed Day Wednesday, Tucson, Arizona's number one online radio podcast about all things medical cannabis. Your host, Bellstar. And the Cannabis Kid. Our show features news, interviews, and all the latest information about anything and everything medical cannabis related in Tucson, Arizona, and, and the, the world, world at large. We'd love to hear from you. Please give us a call live at 646-915-8421. You can like us on Facebook, follow us on all social media, or email thctucson at gmail.com. We'd like to thank Tumbleweed's Health Center and Studio C, along with our many sponsors for hosting our show every week. With the lowest price certifications in town, you'll find hemp products accessories, and all things related to medical cannabis education. Visit Tumbleweed's Health Center at 4826 East Broadway Boulevard or online at com. And remember, be smart, be safe, and educate. So we're just going to wait until it gets loaded. I don't know if the music gets loaded. Certainly not that music. But anyway, here we go. Welcome to Weed Day Wednesday, everybody. And action. There it is. There's the theme song that we stole from iTunes. Thanks, iTunes. Um, I don't think they mind that we use it. They haven't called in seven years, so I don't think they're going to I'm probably pretty happy to come back there. They have this little Jamaican thing that... When you launch GarageBand, not iTunes, sorry. When you launch GarageBand, um, you get a choice of ditties. <clears throat> and this is one of our ditty choices when Canvas Kid and I made up our um, our intro. So we picked this one. There are all sorts of them. And then we sat in our car for two and a half hours and tried to record it on the tape. That was fun. <laughs> like, hey, this is going to take a couple minutes. Let's uh, just go in the car. It's quiet. You know, we needed to just, we just needed a minute. And two and a half hours later, we came out. And the weed thing intro happened. That's right. So welcome to Weed Day Wednesday, everybody. For the bestie, it is October 10th. I can't even believe it. I can't even believe it. It's October 10th. And, um, well, may as well just get these out now. Because you're all waiting for it. This makes my bestie happy. Makes <laughs> me laugh. You should make me kind of upset, but <laughs> you know, holidays, holidays, whatever. Just be nice to each other and get out and vote. That's all. Um, so I got my ballot. I'm just gonna do a little political thing here. I got my uh, what's on my ballot? My general 2018 general election publicity ba- uh, pamphlet. Um, <clears throat> by Michelle Reagan, Secretary of State for State of Arizona. And it's thick. It's 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 a good half inch thick, which to me is intimidating because um, I've not ever considered myself a a good student of reading. It's hard. My eyes go crossed. <laughs> it's kind of a funny thing. So it's hard to read. But um, I've learned a lot in reading about cannabis. But it's basically the same thing, so it's not that difficult. Uh, but when I went to start to read my what's on my ballot ballot. Um, I discovered some interesting things. First of all, they break down the numbering of the ballots. 
the 100 series is your constitutional amendment, your 200 series are your citizen initiatives, your 300 series are your legislative referrals, and the 400 series are local ballot measures, um, which is cool. So, you know, gives you an idea of what's going on. Also lets you know that uh, if you do have trouble reading, which I thought this was really great, you go, um, you can get this read to you. It's all on audio. So you can just listen to it. Um, and that's fantastic. There's online voter services. There's all the propositions. Um, the judges are in there. So just take a look-see and um, talk to people. Talk to your friends. I was talking to my neighbors this morning. I said, look, there's some basic, I've got five basic things I believe in. And not any of the, you know, Candidates fall into all of those. Well, I don't think they're ever going to. I'm, well, maybe. I mean, maybe there's going <laughs> to. I don't know. It's hard to please. Hard to please everybody. Um, yeah. <laughs> so anyway, talk to your neighbors. And my neighbor said something um, interesting, and that was, well, you know, four out of five. This person's gonna gonna be four. So what do you do? Do you vote? It's like the majority of of what you believe in. So. Very interesting. Anyway, not Let's get back from He went to Debbie's folks. All right. Um, so welcome back. But welcome back to your, your own cozy home. And uh, this morning, we're just going to be reading some news. It's just me, myself, and I. Um, Partaking in this morning, I've got some uh, green tea, 100% organic green tea, uh, and uh, lemon. Oh, no. oh, sorry. I was just looking at. I got distracted because there's a whole article on the kushes and their origin and their strains and what's in them and how to grow them. And <clears throat> so I was thinking about kush, but lemon skunk, uh, as my friend likes to tease me about. Good for what ails you, my mama, my mama would say. That's right. So let's just actually give some shout-outs. Uh, we've, um, we've got some great sponsors uh, for our program, and, as well as just many fans around the world. I wish I could check into this right now. I'm going to have to get the map that Blog Talk uh, produces and tells you where everybody's listening from. I've got, you know, we've got listeners from Saudi Arabia. We've got listeners from the Netherlands. We've got uh, the listeners from China. We've got listeners from Russia. We've got, of course we do. Uh, we've got listeners from We've got listeners from Alabama. Um, so thank you. Seriously, thank you all for listening. Uh, we, get a, we get a lot of downloads every month. I don't... I mean, I'm so sure they listen to the whole show. <laughs> uh, we love this, and we love bringing cannabis news to you. And it, it gets more and more exciting and more and more frustrating and more and more exciting and more and more frustrating. And it's just how life is. It's, you know, um, it's growing pains. Growing pains of guns. Shout out to the Growers House. And if you go to weedshealth.com and our radio page, and just scroll on down there, uh, and you can see uh, sponsored by, and you can just look at their Growers House. Just moved, ready to go over to see their new location. I think 
or third one, I think. No, no, all of them. Before I get all my goodies, um, I could pick strawberries. I didn't even know. I think I told you guys right. I picked up some non-GMO strawberries at the uh, checkout. Oh, it hits me every time. I'm always looking for gum, and um, <laughs> I found non-GMO strawberries. <laughs> So I go to Grower's House. Um, go to Grower'sHouse.com. Uh, you can find out where their new address is. Let's see if it listed right on the, on the first page here. Well, I'm not going to scroll through them. Uh, you guys can do all that. And then you can go to um, Cat Health. Uh, click that as well. And they are an awesome online digital magazine. Canna Health is a digital magazine focused on knowledge, safe access, and advocacy with a monthly subscription readership. It's loaded with scientific and clinical articles from various healthcare professionals, profiles of cannabis clinics offering safe access to medicines, national and local organizations open to the public, and real-life patient success stories. It's free to subscribe, so don't miss another issue of Canna Health. Excellent. It is free to subscribe, and it's awesome. So the other thing we wanted to mention was if you go to tumbleweedshealthcenter.com and scroll on down, you can actually find out what conditions the uh, state of Arizona uh, will qualify you for a medical marijuana card. If you have any of these, PTSD, cancer, glaucoma, HIV, AIDS, ALS, Crohn's disease, agitation of Alzheimer's disease, and that can be a whole list of things happening for somebody with Alzheimer's. A chronic or debilitating disease or a medical condition or just the treatment for a chronic or debilitating disease or that medical condition that causes anything from wasting syndrome, severe and chronic pain, severe nausea, seizures, including those characteristic of epilepsy, severe or persistent muscle spasms, including those uh, Characteristic of multiple sclerosis. If you suffer from one of these medical conditions and have been diagnosed by an Arizona licensed physician, medical cannabis may help relieve your symptoms. Tumbleweeds Health Center is Arizona's premier cannabis certification, health, and education center. Our primary focus is to help the patients of Arizona obtain their medical marijuana card and educate everyone about medical cannabis. With current medical records, approval is a simple process. Contact Tumbleweeds Health Center to see if you qualify for your Arizona medical marijuana card. Give us a call, 520-838-4430. And I believe there are some links uh, in the website as well. You can click and just shoot us an email. Uh, So we've got just a whole bunch of really cool things in these magazines we get mailed to us. I love it. And thank you, MG. Uh, for the Cannabis Professional Magazine for making such a beautiful magazine and for sending it to us every month. I mean, that's just really awesome. Um, <laughs> if you, you, on the front, this is their grow issue, the third annual grow issue, and 20 products you should know. And we're going to also take a look at, if we have time, vegan products. What? What? No, that's magic. <laughs> Some people laugh at vegan, but hey, everybody has their thing. I tried it. Made me cry. I miss cheese. Now you can laugh. <laughs> All right. On the back, it says she's back. She's certified. She's organic. And this is Mother Earth. It's the registered organic input material. Looks, looks like a, uh, oh, it's super tea. It's a 
Mother Earth Super Tea, Organic OIM. Let's go check it out if you want some super tea. But for now, we're going to take a look at what is going on right here. All right. U.S. cannabis revenue is expected to rival wine and spirits. I love that, spirits. I wonder who came up with that. Some early drunk guy, probably. All right. New York. The legal cannabis industry in the United States is expected to grow at a 17% compound annual growth rate over the next decade, approaching $50 billion in annual sales by 2028, according to an analysis by RBC Capital Markets. At the same time, sales of spirits, wine, and beer expected to hover around current levels of $58 billion, $65 billion, and $117 billion, respectively. RBC based much of its estimate on recent big alcohol investments in cannabis entities. Uh, yes, Constellation Brands dropping another $4 billion on canopy growth for over the summer caused canopy's share to price to shoot up by more than 38%. Yeah, see, so yeah, I'm sure you've all heard about the um, Coke and Pepsi getting into the business, and I think there's an article I know it's uh, – they're, I don't know. I think Coke was 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 talking about infusing uh, cannabis into the Coca Cola. Why not? They did cocaine before. Why not? Forget it? I don't know. It's kind of a, uh, kind of a, uh, kind of a half cap, right? <laughs> All right. Uh, consumers are buying less flour and more edibles and oils. Yeah, and you know what? We're going to do a little golf clap for that just because um, we get a lot of patients that, that have respiratory problems or lung problems, and I know there are people out there that say, yeah, but cannabis is good for that. And we say, okay, we know that. That's right on. But they have the option now and a choice to, to do edibles and oils and, and other things uh, because they don't want to smoke it. And some people are just never smokers, and they just don't want to start smoking, and there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. And some people like smoking. Like Belle Star loves her bonnet. So, she, you know, you kind of can't help that. Um, <clears throat> Denver. Cannabis consumers are changing their product preferences. Moving from flour to smoke-free items like infused edibles, concentrates, pills, and topicals. Some cite health concerns about inhaling smoke. Uh, though vapes seem not to be an issue, while others mention preferring more discreet methods of consumption. Yeah, and easier to travel with, too. The shift is pronounced in states where recreational use is legal. According to BDS Analytics, when Colorado legalized recreational sales in 2014, flour made up about 67% of all dispensary transactions. Today, flour represents only 44% of sales. Over the same period, concentrate sales have doubled. In the past year, Oregon dispensaries reported a 7% drop in flour, uh, flower sales. California dispensaries have seen a 3% drop since the state went rec legal in January. Decreased demand coupled with overproduction is driving down flower's price. In Oregon, the price of flour dropped 41% in 15 months, hitting a low of $5.77 per gram in February. That's awesome. Market analysts expect the vicious cycle of decreasing demand and falling prices to continue. They advise cultivators to differentiate themselves by developing a brand, not merely a market presence. Just growing flour is basically a knife fight to the bottom on price. 
said LeafLink CEO Ryan Smith. The brands have the power. That's what consumers expect in every industry, and this is no different. All right. Well, that's true. Um, they do. Uh, there, so many more people are turning to edibles, concentrates, all those kinds of non-smoke things. Um, and it's, you know, you have to take a look at what's in them, and you have to really be careful to uh, make sure you know how much of a dose to start with. Like, I advise a friend to start with maybe a couple milligrams, and even the three and a half milligrams she took was a little much uh, with this particular edible. Some edibles are infused. Uh, some edibles are sprayed on, which, you know, um, I'm, I would hope that they would um, measure and, and, and take note, you know, because when you buy an edible, you want to know if it says 10 milligrams, you want it to be 10 milligrams because most people don't want to start with that. That's a lot. And, you know, we we recommend um, like you know just a, maybe a milligram. I mean, even if you don't feel it, that's okay. Just get in your system, and maybe work your way up to something that's very comfortable for you. And the mistake a lot of people make <clears throat> is that they you know for the first time, and it I experienced this when I went into a dispensary a couple of weeks ago. It's overwhelming. It's very overwhelming. You get these menus, and there's so much stuff on them. I mean, it's, there's a tremendous amount, which is fantastic. You have a great, you know, selection. But for the new person, it's really, really, really overwhelming because they come in different milligrams, different strengths, um, different, you know, there's gummies, there's chocolates, there's cookies, there's little gel squares or whatever they're calling them. And they're very effective, but you have to know how to take them. And if you don't get you know, a good person behind the counter. Um, if you don't get a good person back there, which we did, I I applaud the person that was helping us because she was very knowledgeable. Um, maybe a little too many big words that my friend didn't understand right away, which, you know, easily explained. But, um, you know, it, it's really important to just start on a very low dose because it's very, very powerful stuff. So, yeah, it's not it's not surprising that people are going towards this because it is it's handy. Um, you can measure it out completely. Uh, you can travel with it very discreetly. And LAX, I believe, is is letting you fly <clears throat> out with it. I believe. I don't think we got to read that article last time. I'm not sure if they're. Um, I don't know if they're letting you fly out with it or in with it. But either way, LAX is cool with it. So, but edibles are for for the most part, what people come in and they ask us about at Tumbleweed Health Center, they, you know, they don't want to do a lot of smoking. We've seen a, a real big uh, decrease in that, and that's okay. Um, <clears throat> do what you will with it. Just use it, we say. All right. DEA to relax cannabis research production limits. Washington, D.C., the U.S. Drug Enforcement Administration plans to allow researchers to grow 5,400 pounds of marijuana in 2019 up from more than 500% from the 1,000 pounds allowed in 2018. At the same time, the agency proposes to reduce by 10% the approved production quota for opioid drugs, including fentanyl, hydrocodone, and oxycodone, 
Both moves are seen as efforts to address the epidemic level of opioid-related deaths in the United States. The agency has not addressed whether it may approve more cultivators or research facilities. Currently, only the University of Mississippi is licensed to grow weed for federal research. And they've been doing so for over 40 years for a very, very, very long time. Um, yeah, so there you have it. And, you know, the whole epidiolex thing, people are, there's articles out there saying uh, that the, we're going to see that in our own country by the end of the year. So oh, we'll see. Um, all right. So what else we got here? This is such a great magazine. All right. Here's a study. <clears throat> Half of consumers can't name favorite brands and strains. <laughs> and that's no doubt. Yeah, I totally believe that. Chicago. Despite a majority of consumers, 64%, reporting cannabis strains are important in their purchase decisions, nearly half, 45%, can't name their preferred strain or express no preference. Only 44% of edible consumers can name their favorite brand. Both statistics come from high-yield insight surveys. Among smokers and vapors who said they could name strains, the majority identified their favorite only as Indica or Sativa. Uh, GG4 and OG Kush were the two strains um, most often called out by the small number of representatives who remembered actual names. In general, cannabis users just don't have the level of loyalty or commitment you might expect, said high yield co founder Mike Luke Luce. From his perspective, the booming market combined with the nature of the supply chain and variable product availability creates too much distraction for users to gravitate to a favorite. Okay, and so this, yeah, this is what I was talking about. So when I went into the dispensary, let me see here, I won't, I won't blab on too long, but why not? Everybody has a first-time experience going to dispensaries. This was not, this was just a first-time experience going to this dispensary, and it was really nice. It was a very nice dispensary. A very large menu, so it was kind of hard to get through the whole menu. Um, you didn't have to wait very long, and that's why it's kind of hard to get through because you got you got taken into um, the room to get your meds. But what I found was there were so many choices. Um, it's no wonder people don't really. Well. It's actually kind of surprising that they don't, if they can get a consistent strain, because that's part of the problem. Um, it's sometimes hard to find, if you are, let's say, going for OG Kush, and you go get it one week at the dispensary, and it lasts you for three or four weeks, you know, just a little here and there <clears throat> as needed. And uh, you go back, and they're like, oh, yeah, we don't have that one. Seriously. Uh, it's really hard because you get used to it. You get used to when you're using it, how you're using it, um, and what it does to you. And then all of a sudden you go back and you're like, uh, sorry. So you either move on. And OG Kush is uh, that's a pretty popular strain. I mean, Carmelicious. If any of y'all can find Carmelicious out there, I can, you can go to, uh, there's a, a cool site called Leafly, not Leafly, L-E-A-F-L-Y, Leafly, like Leaf, Leafly.com. And they'll tell you where to, you can find certain strains here in here. Carmelicious is great. <clears throat> if you have sleep problems, this would trank a rhino. Yeah. <clears throat> and, and, and so that's part of the problem. But 
Uh, I think, you know, another part is that there are so many. There really are so many. It's not, it's different. It's different from what people are used to when they go to the grocery store or the pharmacy and they can choose from Tylenol or Lee's or ibuprofen or, you know, anything like that. Um, there's so many, and some of the names are obscure, so it's hard to remember unless you're writing them down. And a lot of people don't write them down. They just use them and call it a day. Um, all right. Well, in Washington, D.C., only 40% of consumers are projected to abandon the black market by 2020. Wow. Thanks to high prices brought about by taxes, local government restrictions, and steep regulatory compliance costs, only 40% of California consumers <clears throat> are expected to abandon the black market by 2020. According to New Frontier Data's report, 2018 Cannabis Industry Trends Report Market Insights. However, that doesn't mean the legal... Compared to a market value at 3.7 billion, 25 is expected to come to 4 billion, and the market to 2 4 billion. Both all plans out, um, but some will all. Yep. All right. Some numbers for you. Uh, 35% registered cannabis growers in Oregon in April of 2018 were. States outlaw both THC and CBD. Idaho, South Dakota, Nebraska, and Kansas. 20% the increase in average monthly cannabis spending by California women in 2017 over 2016. All right. There you go. That's some good numbers. All right. Congress seeks protection for federal workers who use cannabis. Washington, D.C. A bipartisan House bill seeks to protect federal workers from penalties for using cannabis in states where weed is legal. Introduced by Representatives Charlie Crist and Drew Ferguson, the Fairness in Federal Drug Testing Under State Laws Act, <clears throat> H.R. 6589, would prevent federal agencies from terminating employees for cannabis use as long as the employees adhere to state law. Physicians that require top-level security clearance would not be protected under the proposal. Yeah. If the bill becomes law, federal employees may rest easier about job security, particularly if they can provide documentation they use cannabis for medical reasons. Federal employees have labored under a zero-tolerance drug policy since President Ronald Reagan signed Executive Order 12564 in 1986. The order, part of Reagan's Just Say No campaign, prohibits federal workers using illegal narcotics on or off-duty and help my, uh make widespread drug screening in the workplace an American norm. Hmm. Well, all right, we'll see if that happens. And, yeah, you know, there, there are going to be some positions like airline pilots and, you know, um, 
heavy machinery operators, they don't normally grant cards to. So, and if you're high level security, <laughs> maybe they don't want you to have that. And that's up to them. You know the job and you take it. All right. Um, here we go. Chewing gum air bites into cannabis. Atlanta, William Wrigley Jr. II, former chief executive officer for the Chewing Gum Empire, his great-grandfather founded, has taken a $65 million stake in Certera Wellness, which holds dispensary manufacturing licenses in Texas and Florida. Wrigley's investment composed more than half of the $100 million Certera has secured to date. He will serve as the company's chairman. Forbes estimate Wrigley's net worth is $2.9 billion, much of it gained in the 2008 sale of his family business to candy maker Mars. Ooh. There we go. We could get some uh, double mints that are really double. <laughs> All right. What time we got here? Oh, it's almost time. Oh, and so speaking of, uh, Molson Coors to produce cannabis beverage, Denver, one of the largest beer producers in the world, has entered the cannabis space with a plan to produce infused non-alcoholic beverages. Molson Coors Can- uh, Canada Division and Quebec-based the Hydropothecary uh, Corps founded a joint venture to develop and produce the new drink. The JV will operate as an independent entity with its own board of directors <coughs> and management, although Molson Coors Canada will remain primarily a brewer, according to President and Chief Executive Officer Frederick Landmeters, uh, uh, there is nothing wrong with hedging one's bet. Last year, a study revealed recreational cannabis products could siphon as much as 7.1% of revenue from the beer industry. Huh. Here you go. Molson Coors is not the first beer maker to enter the cannabis market. California-based Lagunitas Brewing Company, which is wholly owned by Heineken International, produces hop-flavored THC-infused sparkling water. There you go. And you know what else is pretty appropriate? I'll be blazing and smoking it, about to go and get some munchies next Passing up on those cracker jacks, Reese's pizzas are where it's at Gotta get me some soda pop, cotton mouth has been creeping up I can't remember where I put my keys, yeah, that's what's up I'ma take your grandpa's ride, I'ma take your grandpa's ride No, for real, ask your grandpa, can I take a 65? Deville cruising to my local Publix Nothing better than rolling with two super fly chicks They have frozen burritos, I bought frozen burritos I bought some Ben and Jerry's, and then I bought some Cheetos Hello, hello, my main man Obama A couple states have just reformed their laws on marijuana What you 
gonna do? Send the feds there? Hell no. The DEAs would be like, aw, they got volcanoes. I'm gonna smoke some weed. Only got $20 in my pocket. I'm a hunt. Looking for a pot shop. This is fucking know about the science of marijuana what you know about people suffering from glaucoma they need it they need it it helps them with their condition if you don't believe me then just ask some eye physicians thank your granddad for voting for that guy richard nixon is the president who made the plants illegal but science is now showing that it's medicine for people and the private sector fighting to keep all of that illegal alcohol and tobacco pharmaceutical prisons i'll take those four major lobby groups and fight those motherfuckers they're making money day and night all those motherfuckers and bribing congress out of sight all those motherfuckers They'd be like, oh, it's immoral and unhealthy I'm like, how many people are you making wealth? Anti-marijuana lobbies are making all kinds of profits And they don't want you to stop it because of all the special interests I call that getting swindled and pimped shit I call that getting tricked by the government That law's hella old so it's time to update it, regulate it, and then get it under state control. Peak game, look into my political telescope. Think it's gonna stay like this forever? Not hella won't. Not hella won't. Hey Obama, stop being a hypocrite. You used to smoke weed, fool. I'm gonna smoke some weed. Only got $20 in my pocket. I'm a run, looking for a pot shop. Trying to get your vote. Um, let's see. We talked about cores and uh, Coca-Cola's coming out with something and Pepsi's getting aboard. Why not? You know, get them all on board. Let's get the weed out there. Um, because there's always going to be room for the small farmer, for your local farmer market weed. There's, I believe there will always be room for that. So, you know, big guys, if you're going, fine. But I, I really think there's going to always be room for that for everybody. Uh, and I believe, I hopefully, 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 one day we'll all be able to grow um, and the counties won't be able to say no. You know, give us a couple plants. If you're, you know, decent enough gardener, farmer, you could grow two plants or your neighbor could and you could trade some jam for your plants and... Anyway, come on down to Tumbleweed Health Center. We are at 4826 East Broadway Boulevard. Very easy to get to. Broadway and Swan. We're on the southeast side. It's a big, beautiful building. We're not just a certification mill. Come on in. 1,500 square feet of awesomeness. Very uh, relaxed waiting room. Uh, We've got lots of great accessories for all of your needs. If you're dabbing or vaping or smoking or just 
um, wanting to get certified so you can go get your edibles, you can do that at Tumbleweeds Health Center. And if you go to our website, tumbleweedshealthcenter.com, you can check out um, all the conditions that you can get your card for. PTSD, cancer, glaucoma, HIV, AIDS, ALS, Crohn's disease, agitation of Alzheimer's disease, a chronic or debilitating disease or a medical condition or the treatment for a chronic or debilitating disease or a medical condition that causes wasting syndrome, severe and chronic pain, severe nausea, seizures, including those characteristic of epilepsy, severe persistent muscle spasms, including those characteristic of multiple sclerosis. If you suffer from one of these medical conditions and have been diagnosed by an Arizona licensed physician, medical cannabis may help relieve your symptoms. Tumbleweeds Health Center is Arizona's premier cannabis certification health and education center. Our primary focus is to help the patients of Arizona obtain their medical marijuana card and educate everyone about medical cannabis. With current medical records, approval is a simple process. Contact Tumbleweeds Health Center to see if you qualify for your Arizona medical marijuana card. Give us a call, 520-838-4430. Shout out to all the awesome staff we have down at Tumbleweeds Health Center. They will help you out with all of your needs. Um, Also, uh, if you can't get down to Tumbleweeds Health Center, we make house calls. We have our doctors that will go out to see you at your home or your facility, wherever you may be, as long as it's fine with whoever your caretakers are. And um, there are also... Ways to be certified if you're under 18, you have to see, you have to have two doctor visits. But um, if you have your parent or guardian with you, uh, you have to. Uh, you can get certified for um, anything we just listed off there. So give us a call, 520-838-4430. Again, shout out to growershouse.com for all your growing needs. Uh, family owned, they've been in business, I think, a month longer than we have. So congratulations, guys, and happy anniversary. That throws them out there. And thank you, Canna Health, for being an awesome online digital magazine. Canna Health is a digital magazine focused on knowledge, safe access, and advocacy with a monthly subscription readership. It's loaded with scientific and clinical articles from various healthcare professionals, profiles of cannabis clinics offering safe access to medicines, national and local organizations open to the public and real-life patient success stories. It's free to subscribe, so don't miss another issue of Canna Health. It is. It's awesome. And you can get to both those links right from our site. Um, in fact, let me just make sure. I'm going to call in myself and make sure that uh, we are actually on air. We've had some technical difficulties recently. But you can get there. If you go to tumbleweedshealthcenter.com and get to the radio section and scroll on down, um, you, too, can just click the button, get to the grower's house if you want anything to grow your plants with, and or get to the Can Health Online Digital Magazine. Get right there and read it right from the cozy comfort of your own couch. California, Meredith Capital Partners increased its investment in international testing and analytical laboratory steep Hill Labs, Inc. Neither company divulged financial information about the transaction, but the increase earned uh, Merida a seat on Steep Hill's board of directors and 
allow them to appoint an intern chief executive officer to replace recently retired uh, Mikhail Keller. Dr. Andrew Rosenstein was named interim CEO effective immediately, a board-certified gastroenterologist and chief of the Division of Gastroenterology at University of Maryland St. Joseph Medical Center. Rosenstein previously served on Steep Hill's board and currently operates Steep Hill, Maryland, Steep Hill, Pennsylvania, and Steep Hill, Washington, D.C., under license. Uh, Merida joined, appointed one of its partners, Jeffrey Manat, to fill Rosenstein's seat on the board. Uh, Jeffrey joins other recently appointed board members, Brett Finkelstein of Fido Partners, and entrepreneur and investor Stefan Finfer. Finfer? Finfer. According to Manat, uh, Merida's increased uh, stake will be used to, quote, transition Steep Hill into a more operationally focused company, quote. The cannabis testing giant owns and operates labs in California, New Mexico, and Washington State, and licenses labs in Alaska, Arkansas, Hawaii, Maryland, Oregon, Pennsylvania, and Washington, D.C. International licenses operate in Canada, France, Germany, Italy, Mexico, Spain, Switzerland, and the United Kingdom. Wow. They've really grown. Good for them. Sounds like a detail for them. All right. <clears throat> Here we go. Here's some more numbers. I like these. Short and easy to read. After new California safety regulations went into effect July 1st. Okay, things got a little hairy for California. They had to really, really, really comply. Uh, 20%. 20%. This is a big number. 20% of cannabis samples failed lab testing. <laughs> Of cannabis samples uh, failed, uh, 19% of cannabis samples failed due to pesticide residue. Ooh. 68% of cannabis products failed due to inaccurate labeling. Uh, that's really bad. See, and there's a huge problem um, that we we have across the board is labeling. Everybody says. Their ingredients are different, uh, especially when it comes to the CBD. That's ridiculously different. Um, they don't label their products. They label them incorrectly. Uh, they don't even put the labels on right. I mean, for crying out loud. California Bureau of Cannabis Control was the source for that. <laughs> oh, well, that's pretty alarming. And that well, see, so we're a couple months into that. I know numbers of plants have been um, taken out and burned down, and they had to, you know, many, many dispensaries and groves had to completely start over, which has been devastating, I'm sure. Um, but thankfully, the plant continues to grow. <laughs> Pathogendix raises 3.4 million in convertible note round. Tucson, Arizona. Oh, Pathogen, Pathogen DX finalized a $3.4 million capital raise, completing its convertible note round. Altitude Investment Management and the Panther Opportunity Fund led the funding with additional investment from Canopy Ventures, Tindaji Investments, LLC, PB Venture Group, Sal Salvio Capital, Haley Valley Venture, Flatiron Group, LLC, and Spearflower, VC. 
Pathogen DX uses proprietary DNA-based testing to isolate and identify dangerous pathogens before they impact consumers. The company offers growers, processors, producers, and ancillary services real-time data and information about product quality, enabling a safer product. After two years of testing, Steep Hill Labs Vice President for Scientific Operations, Dr. Reggie Godino, called Pathogen GX technology accurate, reliable, efficient, and cost-effective. And seriously, 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 this is what it's about. Safety. You know, you don't go to Target and go get some Tylenol and wonder what the heck's in it. Is it going to weigh the same, you know? And is it safe? Because we're getting additives to the plant in the ways of fertilizers and teas, quote, and all sorts of things that are just not okay for consumers on any level, especially when they're heated. So good for them. Pathogen DX. There you go. Tucson, Arizona. Free clinical study to examine cannabis therapy for Parkinson's disease. Yes, clap for that. We get a lot of patients that come in more now uh, for Parkinson's, and they start out trying the CBD oils that we have. And they're pretty awesome. Uh, a lot of them work. A lot of them just want to stick with that, but a lot of people go ahead and get their cannabis cards and say they work wonderfully and come back every year, and they look better and better. Uh, so here we go. East Lansing, Michigan. GB Sciences, Inc. will collaborate with a professor at Michigan State University to study the potential for cannabis use in the treatment of Parkinson's disease. Employing human primary white blood cells, Dr. Norbert Kaminsky, director of the university's Institute for Integrative Toxicology, will investigate the toxicology, anti-inflammatory properties, and immunomodulatory activity of GB's proprietary cannabis-based neuroprotective compounds. Kaminsky is noteworthy for his pioneering studies of cannabis' effect on the immune system, especially in relation to HIV-AIDS. In 2017, he demonstrated a relationship between cannabis use and improved brain health in HIV-AIDS patients. Recently, he theorized cannabis therapy may be helpful in treating neurological disorders, including Parkinson's and Alzheimer's disease. We do get people that come in and they even use, they start with the CBD, they just start with whatever they, you know, cannabis form they can get in their system. And we've had Alzheimer's and dementia and Parkinson's and people with tremors and leg cramps and leg shakes, tremors and night shakes and all sorts of um, unfortunate ailments uh, that people have to go through to, or that, you know, you just get when you get older. <laughs> you get things. I threw my knee out. I woke up and walked and threw my knee out. I mean, what the heck's that all about? I know. <laughs> so I put some good cannabis ointment. Um, I took a whole lot of CBD. Um, had the pup. I took a whole lot of CBD. I put some real weed on my knee. And, um, so I put that on my knee and did the whole... I see heat thingy, and hopefully I'm fine to go running tomorrow. Woo-hoo. All right. 
All right. Canada's first online cannabis community for women debuts. All right. Cannabis community for women. Toronto, 48 North Cannabis Core, a female-run Canadian company focused on the female health and wellness market, launched Latitude, an online platform developed to empower and educate women while busting stigmas and stereotypes about women's cannabis use. Research by Morawski and Associates and many Matchbox indicated 41% of Canadian cannabis users are women. Oh, well, that was a lovely little sound. All right. And um, let's see what the heck's going on out there. I don't see any ghosts out there, but apparently he does. My apologies. Uh, 48 North Chief Executive Officer Allison Gordon said, Latitude's goal, quote, is to host candid, judgment-free conversations and connect with women looking to evolve their path to well-being. I love that because cannabis is a wonderful path to well-being. We have seen um, so many people um, at Tumbleweed Health Center, 4826 East Broadway Boulevard. Come on down. Get yourself certified. Support yourself. Support the program. Let your state know that you need your cannabis. And my sound effects are dying. So we are plugging in our machinery here. It's one of those. It's been like a Monday every single day. <laughs> it's been that way. No, 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 no. anything up just to ruin the whole show. You never know. We'll find out. Something's going to launch. And I'm going to, I might lose you guys. So if I do, you know, see? No, don't trust. Ha. Now we can just charge away. All right. Here we go. Oh, I knew it. Uh, 1% of legal cannabis users across all age groups consume infused beverages. Now, I had a neighbor of mine um, say there was 50 milligrams in a a juice, a strawberry lemonade or something like that. He had about 15 milligrams, and he was very, very, very pleasantly relaxed, we'll say that. Uh, He was a really good time. at all not in the slightest she wasn't affected she went and worked out came home and was like eh, told you it doesn't work so I guess maybe there are those people that just aren't so affected um, by infused things uh, anyway here we go acreage holdings close closes 119 million private rounds New York Acreage Holdings secured $119 million in capital and plans to list on the Canadian Security Exchange this fall. The round represented the largest capital raise by a U.S. entity since the cannabis industry burst onto the legal scene. That's a whole lot of dope. Founder and Chief Executive Kevin Murphy said, Acreage will list on the CSE because Canada currently offers the most opportunities for cannabis business. Although, he did not rule out listing on the New York Stock Exchange or the NASDAQ in the future. The company will leverage the tangible assets generated by the Canadian stock offerings to aggregate additional U.S. assets, he said. Murphy also said the company initially intended to raise $50 million, but the addition of former, oh, the addition of former U.S. House Speaker John Boehner said, uh, and former Massachusetts Governor Bill Weld to the Acreage Board of Directors in April generated extraordinary enthusiasm for the brand. Both men previously opposed Kansas legalization. Formerly known as High Street Capital Partners, Acreage Holdings operates licensed cultivation facilities in Maine, Connecticut, Oregon, Pennsylvania, Florida, New York State, and Maryland. The company also owns commercial industrial space 
provider, um, Calix Development, and his investment uh, in Dixie Brands. All right. Wow, there you go. There's so much going on uh, when it comes to stock and cannabis right now. People are flipping out. You can get out your Apple apps or whatever app you got, and um, there's GW has them. And there's all sorts of hemp um, stocks out there, and there, you could just go crazy getting getting yourself into some cannabis stocks. Probably not a bad idea, folks. I mean, this is you heard the percentages of how how booming a market this is and where it's going. So. Um, if you can't, you know, if you don't want to get into the actual growing or selling or maintaining or processing or anything, buy some stocks. Not a bad idea. All right, so check this out. Um, Nanosphere Health Sciences Delta 19 for Canadian expansion. Denver and Winnipeg, Manitoba, Delta 9 Cannabis acquired the master Canadian license for Nanosphere Health Sciences, Inc., patented nano encapsulation and delivery technology. Under the agreement, Delta 9 may manufacture evolved formulas, products itself, and sublicense the technology to other Canadian companies. A licensed producer and distributor of medical cannabis, Delta 9 operates an 80,000 square foot cultivation and production facility in Winnipeg, Manitoba, Canada. Nanosphere recently received a U.S. patent for the standardized delivery of cannabis into synthetic circulation through phospholipid nanoparticle technology. The company's previous patent covers the core technology behind the Nanosphere delivery system at the heart of the Evolve Formulas product line. Cannabis applications of the technology include transdermal viscous gels, intranasal products, and intraoral products. Under the 36-month agreement, each party will receive 50% of the net revenue from the sale of Evolve formula products. So it sounds like, you know, patches and things like that that are micro-infused into your system somehow are what these guys are working on. Yeah, see? So if you're a geeky, scientific, nerdy guy or gal, get yourself in there and uh, get into the scene. You know, just years ago, Cheryl Schumann was talking at uh, the Southwest Cannabis Conference uh, and just saying, you know, we're on the ground level, and still to say, we're still there. This 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 industry is just starting to boom. Um, it's becoming more and more accepted. In the next 10 and 20 years, you know, you guys, you all could make some serious retirement off. Of <laughs> and that was cool. Right. Yeah, all right. Um, yeah, cultivation revenue landscape. Over the next five years, the revenue landscape for U.S. growers could see significant shifts as new states enter the legal cannabis market and the industry matures. You win some, you lose some. All right. Between 2017 and 2022, Florida growers uh, gained big with revenue growth of 232%. Washington cultivation revenues declined by 41.7%. And flower market um, demand rises by 907% in Delaware. Well, maybe that's because we have to look up their rules. They might not be able to use concentrates, so everyone's trying to get their flower on. Uh, it says Texas is a late bloomer, the second most populous U.S. state behind California. Texas isn't expected to enter the cultivation market until 2021. By 2022, flower demand 
will barely break into the upper half of the market, but year-over-year growth potential is among the largest. So, wow. In 2021, we've got 23.8 million. 2022, we have 38.5 million. That's 61.8% projected cultivation revenue growth. And uh, projected growth in market demand for flour was at 90.2%. That's crazy. Yeah, it must be that they can't they can't do any they can't do much else or we'll have to check that out but um i think we are going to get back to our little ditty here and say thank you very much it's about that time to close out here a couple minutes early um we want to say thank you very much for tuning in to Wednesday, wednesday each and every wednesday we hope canada's kid silver uh Steven's sister will be back next week for show we've got some interviews coming up Remember, get out your uh, polling book and uh, your ballot, what's on your ballot. Read it. If you don't understand it, uh, get with some friends that do and have them sum it up for you. So we will see you all next week. And remember, be smart, be safe, and educate. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.